We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Derek Larger, Cody Felger joining me as always. Guys, today we're going to talk a little bit about this Colts offensive line and where things stand as of today when we're recording this. The Colts have signed uh, Dennis Kelly from the Tennessee Titans, and that now adds another tackle to this list of guys that we just received. So, I mean, it's fair to say, Cody, that over the last few weeks, the Colts have really been dabbling into adding more pieces to this offensive line. We've kind of been talking about the necessity of potentially getting some more interior offensive line depth. Well, with this Dennis Kelly news, that could potentially have solved the problem without actually directly solving the problem. But we'll hop into this real quick. As it stands right now, guys, what the starting five would look like right now for the Indianapolis Colts. And Cody, I'll go to you after I mention this. So right now, as it looks, it's Matt Pryor at left tackle, Quentin Nelson at left guard, Ryan Kelly at center, Danny Pinter at right guard, Braden Smith at a right tackle. Am I correct in assuming that's what it's going to look like right away? Yeah, I think if you're playing tomorrow, those are your five starters. But saying that, now you've added Bernard Ryman in the draft in the third round. A lot of people considered him an early second-round pick, You know, one of the better players in day two, and he falls all the way there. We've talked about him before. I don't know if he's necessarily ready to be your day-one starter, but I think he certainly, Derek, has a chance to compete. Um, you talk about Dennis Kelly, who can play both the left and the right at tackle. So, uh, And also you mentioned Matt Pryor. He can also play right guard. He has some position flexibility there. He filled in last year. You know, when Chris Reed went down and all that stuff and, and, you know, all that stuff happened and he filled in in that COVID game when everything was crazy. So all that to say, um, and also the Colts, you know, they brought in uh, Ryan Vandemark, who was an undrafted free agent who actually, you know, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't look like he got paid a lot. But from an undrafted free agent standpoint, he actually got a little bit more than some of these other guys. So, yeah, and it's crazy to me, man, how much depth you have right now, especially at tackle. Um, and it's kind of nice to know that you have some guys who have some position flexibility there. Um, like you mentioned at the top, like could potentially solve your quote unquote issue of depth on the interior by adding a tackle today. And Dennis Kelly, I guess, you know, it'll come out tomorrow, but 
adding a tackle on Tuesday and Dennis Kelly. Um, I think that really is big and, you know, it just offers you so much more flexibility in what you're able to do because we've talked about it, Derek, and we've talked about it to death. So I apologize to our listeners if you're kind of sick of me saying it, but I think it's so, so important is like tackle depth is so incredibly important to find and so incredibly hard to find. So you throw on Kelly, who's a 10 year starter. You know, he's played for multiple teams. You mentioned the Titans last year with the Packers. This guy's got some vet experience out there at tackle. And, uh, you know, especially with the loss of Eric Fisher, I mean, I know some people maybe not wouldn't consider that a loss, but I mean, Eric Fisher was a really good run blocker last year and he was your starter for the majority of the season. So I think one thing is clear though, Derek, and we, we joke about this, but I think it's actually kind of true. Chris Ballard made it a motto this year that the two positions that really have haunted the Colts in the past, especially last year, you know, being the safety depth last year and the offensive tackle depth, you know, a couple of years ago, I mean, let's call it what it is. The Colts got lucky with, you know, the, they got lucky with the Matt Pryor trade, like that it panned out as well as it did. Because, I mean, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. It really wasn't. Nine out of ten times, it doesn't work out that way. So, um, all that to say, Chris Ballard made sure you're not going to have, from a couple seasons ago, a Chaz Green, LaRaven Clark situation, or even last year, an Andrew Sandejo situation at safety. So uh, he's doubled down and even tripled down on both those positions, and specifically when it comes to the offensive line, especially with the attrition of the NFL, adding another game with 17 games now that you play, I think it's even that more, much more important. Yeah, and I never got to mention my thoughts on the Dennis Kelly signing when it happened. Uh, I think the the value of the fact of him being a right tackle is so huge because um, that's something that we haven't talked about. You know, we've been talking about left tackle, left tackle, left tackle. Who's going to be the next left tackle? But we haven't actually talked a lot about the right tackle depth. I mean, Braden Smith has missed some time. I mean, we saw last season he missed about, what was it, six or seven games last season? So, you know, Braden Smith was out for a significant amount of time. And who knows if it's going to happen again. But at the end of the day, you know, we keep talking about the left tackle position, but we haven't actually talked about how important it was to get depth at the right tackle position as well. Now you have two guys outside of Braden Smith that you feel confident that right now you can put in at right tackle. That's Dennis Kelly and Matt Pryor. If Matt Pryor isn't the official left tackle to start uh, a certain game, you feel confident now that you have a couple other guys to move into that left tackle spot and you can move Matt Pryor over to right tackle because you saw how good he was at playing right tackle last year for this offensive line. He was actually one of our better offensive linemen for a good stretch of the season. So that's great. And then, you know, what that means now, and you mentioned it with the Matt Pryor thing moving to guard. I think that's what a lot of people haven't mentioned is the fact that, uh, you know, now with Dennis Kelly, you feel confident that if Pryor had to go inside, feel confident that Pryor can move to the right guard position. And another name that we haven't really been talking about Cody, and that's the name of Will Fries. Uh, I think a lot of people are forgetting the fact that, you know, Will came in in that Arizona game and played very well for basically just being a rookie, you know, in an unprecedented, uncomfortable situation, but had to go in there and perform the way that he did. And, you know, the Colts raved about how well he stepped up in that game and what needed to be done. And, you know, I think it's it's great that nobody's really talking about him because, you know, that could be the secret hidden weapon to the depth pieces 
You know, I mean, I don't know whether or not he'd be the right guard or the left guard backup primary right off the bat, but you feel confident that you could get a chance to, you know, have him do something like that. And then, you know, if Ryan Kelly happened to go down, you can move Pinter to the center and, you know, moving uh, prior to right guard and then having Ryman or one or Kelly or somebody else be the left tackle. I mean, isn't it crazy to think just how many of these guys you talked about it, position flexibility. There's almost not a single guy on this offensive line that can't play multiple positions on this offensive line. I feel like it's a, a great thing to have. It certainly is, and it makes you sleep a lot better at night knowing you have, okay, your five starters, but you have seven guys, maybe eight. You know, if you talk about Will Fries, we put him in that conversation, eight guys that you're like, we're fine. We're totally fine with these eight guys being our starters. You know, maybe you add one more potentially. I would I would not be opposed to that, you know, just for competition's sake. But yeah, I'm good with those eight guys being your start, you know, your offensive line, you on your 53-man roster you know, come week one, because I think that allows you to do so much, right? Because, you know, if you have guys, you have, you know, what, three guys that can play the interior, you have four guys that can play the the tackle positions. I mean, that that's pretty solid depth overall. And that was something we questioned when you let both Mark Glowinski and Chris Reed walk. We're like, what about depth, right? What about depth? Well, obviously the Colts have enough confidence in Matt Pryor filling in or Will Fry's taking another step this year that they felt comfortable not having to pay you know, Mark Glowinski of the amount that he got from the Giants or even, you know, not that much for a Chris Reed because they're like, we like our young guys. We really do. And we like our flexibility on this offensive line. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought that they definitely needed to sign another offensive lineman. I, I didn't know if they were going to sign Kelly because I wondered, you know, with the Bernard Ryman pick, does that change anything? But just getting a nice, solid veteran in there, I think, is going to go a long way. And it's going to help a guy like Bernard Ryman. I really think it's going to be very valuable. Because that left tackle position, Derek, very young, very young. Matt Pryor's very young. Bernard Ryman's a rookie. You needed some a guy in there that's that's a, you know a ten year pro kind of guy that can really help this unit a lot. So yeah, overall, I think this offensive line's in. Just with this Denny, Dennis Kelly, you know, Dennis Kelly signing here, I think this is a very underrated signing, and I think it's a very quality signing that maybe won't necessarily you know when you look at the game because he may not even play really. It may not necessarily like be like, wow, that was a slam dunk. But I think just from what he can help teach and the veteran experience that he can bring to this unit, I think it's big. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it opens up all different kinds of possibilities. You know, being another one of those flexible guys for left tackle and right tackle, uh, having experience of playing at both positions, you know, again, has, has played uh, and blocked for some good quarterbacks in this league has done a lot has had a lot of experience so it's it's always a great thing to add to ensure that that uh depth is untampered with throughout all season again it god forbid something happens like what we saw last year with covid and then on top of the injuries that pile along with it you know having some of those guys in there really does help i mean when yeah. you look at the left yeah. tackle position specifically who do you truly think is going to be the starter come week one when after training camp is done and the season is in full swing, who do you think really struts out there for week one of the NFL season for the Colts? I mean, again, this is subject to change because we all thought, you know, it really comes down to training camp. How do they look training camp preseason and stuff like that? But I think if you're, if I'm a betting man, 
I'm going to, I'm going to take the safe option to go with Matt Pryor as it stands right now. But again, like I said, on the podcast that we dropped yesterday, I would not be surprised at all. If Bernard Ryman's going out there and he's absolutely balling, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's your week one starter. And could Dennis Kelly secretly, you know, he could be kind of that dark horse candidate to be your starter at left tackle. Like I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't love it because I would like a guy like Bernard Ryman to take that leap. But um, I think if you're making me choose right now, you know, all indications are the Colts and the Colts have even said this, right? That he, Matt Pryor is going to get the first look at left tackle. So I, I think right now, if I'm a betting man, I'm going with Pryor, but that could be subject to change based off of how they look in training camp and preseason and such. And I think it's I think it's a point to mention that it most likely will be the case that Matt Pryor is not going to be the starting left tackle for the majority of the season. There could be a bunch of times when some guys get hurt and Matt Pryor may end up being a right guard or a right tackle at some point uh, later in this season, having to start in those positions. And then Ryman yep. or Kelly are going to have to be in that situation. So, you know, yep. I mean, week one starter, I, I think people just need to understand that there's probably going to be two or three different guys that play the left tackle position for the Colts this year. That's just due to the fact that Ryman is not, you know, is basically a rookie. You know, he still has time. He still has to learn, still has to bulk up. But, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. I mean, it's just going to be a thing of finding out who does the best on every given Sunday. And then you talked about Ryan Vandemark. I think they said his... His contract was the eighth highest undrafted free agent contract this year uh, of all the undrafted uh, free agents that were signed after the draft. So, you know, again, the the Colts were very adamant on getting this guy. Uh, they were not going to miss out on him. They actually said they were debating whether or not they wanted to draft him in the seventh round. So, you know, it, and a lot of people were saying that Vandermark should have honestly went in the sixth round. So, you know, a lot of people were surprised that Vandermark fell that far, but there he is. And again, another solid athletic left tackle from UConn that, you know, could make his way, could sneak his way onto the roster at some point. Uh, I think my best guess for Cody, and I talked with you about it right before the pod, that he probably will just end up being the practice squad guy. He's going to get the reps with some of these guys, learn a little bit. And then if the, if the tackle depth gets tested a lot, then, then he'll get his, uh, his name called into the rotation. But until something drastic starts happening, he's most likely just going to be a practice squad guy, just waiting in the, uh, in the ranks for his, his number to be called. Yep. I think that's fair. That's totally fair. But, you know, going back to really quickly to the depth, you know, sometimes you got to have those Arizona games, right? Where sometimes your depth is going to have to be tested and you're going to have to have an answer for it, right? I mean, you're going to have to at some point. So I think it's so critical just to make sure that you're not pigeonholing yourself and, and really kind of screwing yourself over where, you know, you find yourself, you know, making a march to the playoffs like in 2020 and you have to roll out, you know, a guy off the street. Like that is something that you just, you can't have happen. And I think Ballard understands that. Um, and he doesn't want that to happen, you know? And uh, I think just the quality of depth that you have um, and the experience that you bring in with a Dennis Kelly and the position flexibility and all those things, I think it's going to serve you really well going down the stretch. You know, I really do. I think it's going to be really, really good for this team, um, you know, to just be able to have some fresh bodies in there and some guys that can help in relief. And you're not going to lose that much. Obviously, from starter to backup, there's going to be some sort of drop-off, but it's not going to be the, you know, 
what it was last year with Julian Davenport type of drop off. So yeah, all that to say, man, I think this offensive line's in a pretty good place. Um, I really think that this unit, while we were a little bit nervous early on when they were allowing a couple guys to walk, um, I think they've found some solid answers. And I think uh, overall this offensive line is in position to be one of the better units again this year. It kind of had, a, I think, a little bit of a step back last year in some ways and more in pass protection standpoint from the left tackle and obviously due to the injuries and things of that nature. But although all things considered, I think this offensive line with this Dennis Kelly signing, I feel a lot better now about just the depth overall on this team and on this offensive line. So I'm excited to see how this unit works together here in this next season. Absolutely. I, I Right now, I would put – uh, this depth and the flexibility of this depth and what they have on the line up against pretty much anyone's in the league right now. I mean, Ballard in in a month's time has done absolute wonders to, you know, see do what a lot of people were saying was an extremely weak unit at that point. Now has a, a amazing amount of depth and it, it's fantastic. It's just ultimately the point is where do we go from here? You know, what happens and and who gets who beats everybody else out? But it'll be interesting to say the least. I mean, training camp will be a lot of fun to watch some of these guys uh compete and see who's winning reps and who's getting dominated. We'll have to see and we'll keep an eye on that for sure. But let yep. us know your guys' thoughts in the comments on where you stand with the depth and the flexibility of this offensive line now versus what it was just a month ago. Let us know your thoughts on the Kelly signing. Let us know your thoughts on Matt Pryor and that left tackle position. Let us know your thoughts, guys, as always. And thank you very much for the support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.